guys, and we're back with another episode of the Pals, uh, Pals Podcast. <laughs> I can't even talk. Pals Podcast. I'm your co-host, Danielle Galarno. And I am Ricky Liorti. And Danielle, who did we have on this week? So today we had Devin Cuddy on. Uh, really, really nice guy. We had such a good time. He's a Canadian musician. Uh, he just released his new album, Dear Jane. And he's been on tour. He started on tour last week, and he's going to continue. And then... Up in 2024, you're going to hear he's going to head to the East Coast and West Coast. And uh, yeah, we just talked a lot of music, a lot of random things too. About music. About music though. Yeah. But it's not things that we've talked about normally. Like It took us to the end of the episode to ask our generic normal questions. Like who would you, you know, what's your dream venue? Who do you, who would you want to perform with? Like all the normal questions we asked, I don't think we ended up asking. Yeah. And he's, uh, comes from a family of musicians and or not yeah, musicians, well, a family of artists, create creatives, creatives and his whole family with it's like actresses, um, actors, and then musicians. His dad's a Canadian icon from blue rodeo, Jim Cuddy. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We talked, he's different than the other, other artists we've had on just given the type of music he's in. Um, he's more in like the classical, Jazz, and yeah. Jazz and that kind of stuff. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I actually had a really but funny story I didn't tell. Did you? Yeah. You tell it now? I can tell it now. So I was listening to his album earlier today, mm-hmm. and it gives me kind of like, I don't know why, it reminds me of one of the Beatles albums. Yeah, I can You know see what that. I mean? Like, I can't remember which Beatles album it was, but I was listening, I'm like, well, especially with the name Dear Jane, too. It yeah, kind of like, gives you know that what vibe. I mean, right? So I don't, I, I didn't tell him that, actually. That, that would have been a really well, good compliment. Devin, if you're listening, I meant to tell you that earlier today. <laughs> Like an hour ago, but uh, do you want to tell your story? Uh, no, it's not worth okay. it. Maybe another day. Maybe another You'll day. You'll laugh. Well, uh, before we jump into the episode, we want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Hard Bite Chips, right here. Uh, they're Canadian made, gluten free, no artificial anything. Uh, really good chips. They taste amazing, and clearly oh. we have one bag here because we have one Ricky bag ate the rest. It wasn't my fault. Uh, honestly, they're great chips. It's a good healthy alternative to just your regular snacks. Uh, you would find them in the health food section. Yeah, any lo- natural food stores yeah, uh, across Canada. Or your local grocery stores in the health food section. Mm-hmm. Honestly, great people, great product, and it's Canadian made, which obviously supporting our Canadian pals is amazing. So check them out. Grab a bag, especially for this time of year. We're heading into the holidays. Obviously, people are going to be snacking. Just make the the slight change, and you can easily kind of just... Yeah, when you're hosting, grab a bite of Hard Bite Chips. Put those out for your guests. They're great. And Danny, other than that, let's fucking go. Welcome. Do you go by Devin or Dev? Devin. Devin? I think. Most people call me by my last name or yeah? some kind of jockish variation of it. So. Did you play sports growing up? A little bit, but I sort of had to. There was definitely a moment where you had to kind of pick a road, pick a lane. So I liked playing sports, but I was into music more and I, I didn't take it as seriously um, as music. And I played sports more as an adult than I had as a kid. A little men's I did league? As a, kid. a lot of men's league. What do you play? Hockey. Yeah. Hockey? Uh, yeah, hockey, a lot of hockey and softball in the summer. Now that I'm in my 30s, it's like the softball age. Do you know what softball, I think, was it you or someone else? Softball is the best sport for an adult to play. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, well, not it's not high like, impact. Yeah, it's not high impact. Like Anybody can kind of just pick it up and play. Even if you suck, you can kind of like hide in the outfield. Yeah, like, yeah. You're sitting on the bench half the time anyway. So it's yeah, like a yeah. very 
good like we do it for our work like it's such a good work sport yeah for sure and like you can drink beers while you're doing it which it's is very chill you can't really do that at hockey. You could try, but it makes you feel really oh, sick. Oh, man. Like, well, the problem is now with men's league, I have a couple of buddies that will chug like three beers before they get on the ice. And it's just like, you just had three beers in a span of 15 minutes while you were getting ready. Like, this is not going to look good for you. And they'll still no. go out and like just dummy the rest of us. Well, there's that too. There's a certain skill level that trumps all that, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, so I guess let's rewind, go back into your starts in music. How did it, uh, how did it start? Like, what got you into music? We were forced. Uh, we were forced to take lessons as kids. Um, like piano sure specifically. Yeah, I know. I know. Daddy. Yeah, piano specifically. And they told us that uh, if we found an adult that had taken lessons as a kid and quit and regretted or didn't regret quitting it, then we were allowed to quit. And I've still never found anyone who was yeah, like, I, I made quitting. the right choice at 16 just quitting piano lessons or whatever. So it makes sense. I regret quitting. Yeah. Wait, wait regret what did you play? Piano. My dad forced us to play piano. There you go. And then I was like, I hate this because I didn't know how to, I couldn't read music. I could play anything, but I couldn't read music. I, how do I hate We've it. been friends for like three years now and I had no so idea you played piano. But I can't play. Well, I can play like three songs right now. But do you wish that you could like, well, that's good. I wish as I could, long as you can sit and like do a, it, people think you can play. Uh, like that trickles that, all the way to the top. Yeah, what's that one song that you can play? Um, it's like a duet where one person plays like the hard part, the other heart. person plays like dun dun dun. Heart and soul, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I play that with Vicky. Heart and soul, yeah. Yeah, I can still play that. You can play the good part. No. Oh, you play the bad part? I can't play anything anymore. It's all practice. Oh. I want to learn though. We have a piano at home, there you and go. no one can play. My dad like can play sometimes, but not really. So we got like an iPad, and it's connected to the piano, so the piano plays itself. But it's really? like a nice piano, so people come to our house. They're like, "Holy shit! Like who plays? Like, and it's just decoration." Well, people give them away now, like you, they're free as well. They're not free because you have to pay to move them. But like, if you go online, you can find really beautiful pianos. Just like, please get this out of my house. Really? Yeah. If you, if you want it. <laughs> Where do I, I know. I, put it? I have that yeah, same I'm just problem. Have a piano room right in there. So like soundproof that little room right there. Somebody Never offered mind me. Never mind the podcast in the bar, just piano room. Somebody offered me a grand recently, like a big one. And I was like, I, I want this. I can't have it. But thank you for asking me. Like, I don't have space for this. Yeah. I even have a keyboard in the basement. Danny, I had no idea you played the piano. My dad's like really, like he plays the trumpet. So he was like really into music. Wait, what, what instrument did you play at school? Well, uh, that's funny. I, I played the say, trumpet as well. Yeah, really? So I, I started with piano and then I played trumpet in like the symphonic band or whatever like that. So that's him and I are kindred spirits. Yeah, but would he you, can't read music. Would you play in high no. school? Um, I only did one year because I went to an art school, so I danced. But uh, before that, I think I did clarinet. I would have guessed you did clarinet. It was easy. I was so did you I, do? I did the trumpet because there was only three buttons, right? I'm like, oh, how hard could three buttons be? Like? Hard. Well, I didn't realize you have to like make different <laughs> different shapes with your mouth. Yeah. And my problem is I couldn't. I could read music only after and like play it after I heard it. Mm -hmm. So like every exam, they'd give you a, a random script, and I could read it. I know how to do it, but I just couldn't get the melody in my head. Mm. So I could never play a new song without listening to it ever. So my teacher was dumb. So you know how like reading music is one of the teacher was dumb. No, no, it was like, one of the important it's different levels. Yeah. Okay, but one of the important things in music is actually being able to read the music to play. And he basically gave us a task. He's like, okay, if you can memorize the song and close your book, then I'll give you guys bonus marks. I couldn't read music to begin with. So I listened to the song, started playing it on my clarinet, got a 100%. And I was like, okay, we're good. There's lots of people that can't read music that are all up and down the music industry. I would say mo more, it depends what genre in, but more people than not in some genres can't read music. Really? And I mean, you lose it. Like, I don't use it anymore. 
So because I was I guess, like now, yeah, yeah. You kind of write a little more by memory or by ear and mm-hmm. and uh, habits and memory and stuff. And I tried to do some sight reading during or reading music during the pandemic, and it was it was humiliating. I was glad I was alone. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about Drumline. Remember that movie with Nick yeah. Cannon, like <laughs> yeah, twenty yeah. years ago, <laughs> and he just like couldn't read music, but he was like the sickest drummer ever. Yeah, I, I just, used to love that movie. I feel like everybody. Oh, I gotta watch that movie. See, I wish I always wish I had talent. Like we, we've had so many musicians on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I think what you guys do are like it's one of the coolest things ever. Like, just making music to me is amazing. And then I go back to like my like grade nine, grade ten trumpet days, and I'm just like, there's just like the part of my brain that just can't do it. You know, like there's people like that are artsy, like can dance, people that can make music, and then there's like the other. 90% of the world that can't do <laughs> then any you. of it. Then there's like me and the other, there's a bunch of me's out there that just can't do either of them. But I can talk, like I can talk a lot. That's good, that's a skill. Yeah. Um, okay, so trumpet in high school, and when did you switch over to like everything else? Uh, well, I kept sort of stuck with piano and gave up uh, trumpet. I, when I went to university, I went to university for uh, uh, jazz performance. Like okay, I played piano, went I went to York. Went to York. And I lived up there, which was wild. <laughs> Like off the campus, like in the like Jane and Keith, Jane and Finch. Yeah, I, was, you know, I didn't yeah, want to say Finch, Finch, but I was like that, Jane exactly and Keel area. Like. Yeah, and now you know nothing ever happened to us or anything like that. But it was definitely a very. I grew up in uh, like the East End of Toronto. Yeah, you were, you Greek I didn't town to realize, Jane and Finch. Yeah, yeah, like, big difference. I didn't realize that there was parts of Toronto like that. And oh yeah, and but yeah, it built up around New York, and New York was this massive, like a city. Yeah. There was whole areas I never went to in all four years I was there. But it was great. I I got a lot out of it. But I stopped playing trumpet because it was a focused program. um, And I sort of had to kind of dial in. (laughs) That that makes sense. If you weren't a musician, what would you do? You know, I I don't know. People ask us that a lot. I worked a lot in restaurants uh, and bars when I was coming up. And uh, so probably that. I would say if there was something that I can do that's not music, it would be that. I always liked it. I liked uh, sort of the intensity of a service, and yeah. I the liked some people that were at the bar. <laughs> I just like people being around them. Like, yeah, some people. Some. <laughs> okay, wait, what's your favorite restaurant in Toronto then? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, probably Pompette, or like I live in Little Italy, so probably the ones near me. Bar Val, Bar Isabel. Yeah. Bar Isabel's good. Yeah. I haven't been yet. No? It's good. To any of them, and I've been wanting to go so bad. I just never make it out, and I feel like as far west. What's your favorite What's restaurant? What's your favorite? Yeah. Well, Italian right now, not in the city, Locale and King. I just we made just that distinction. We yeah, just we made just that distinction. Offline, yeah. But I just like every single time I go, it's the best Italian. In I King think. City? It's in King City. They mm. have a location in Aurora as well. But it's just good food. And like nothing's bad. Everything's fresh. Their pizza, mm. their meats, their fish. Can't go wrong with Italian. You cannot go wrong. Good. Well, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Can well, yeah, you can make bad Italian. You can make bad Italian. But I mean, like, you're picking a but good. But it's better than anything in the city. Like in the city, I would say Dimi, but I also just like the vibe, yeah, the people Dimi's there. Good. And it's just consistent. But it's like, I've been going to Tironi for like 20 years now. And I find it the least consistent place in the world. Which is funny because they used to be. they pride themselves on it that. It used right? to be. Yeah. But recently, I don't know if it's just like, I think their service to me has just gone down so much since the yeah. pandemic that it's like affected my meals there. Possibly. Stuff changed. It's very expensive now. Like there was been a big jump. Any restaurant you're like, okay, this is what it takes to go out now. Well, especially in downtown, right? Like if you go, Little Italy's still, it's downtown, but it's like Northern downtown, right? So like you can find good spots there. Like even in, like 
entertainment, like King West area, there's a couple spots that are still fairly like kind of cheap. But we went out the other day and like just a round of drinks. I bought four drinks. And it was like after tax and tip and like I tipped like normal percentage. I think it was $87 for four drinks. And I was just like, Oof. what just happened there? Okay, I got absolutely humbled though in Vegas. Yeah, but Vegas is Vegas. Like, I went for the first time last week. and like I've never been there. We are at this. Is it Vegas? No, I've never. Okay, we went to this piano bar. No. That was really? my favorite part about Vegas. We went twice in a row because we, had, we left the club just to go back to this piano bar because we loved it so much. And piano bars are open until 5 a.m. there too. Yeah, it was the Dueling Pianos at Encore, the best place in Vegas you should go. I had <laughs> loved listening to it. It was so much fun. They were so talented. But like the drinks were like, I like looked back after. I'm like, I think I bought a round of drinks. It was like 250 Canadian. I thought America's supposed to have cheap drinks. I mean, not well, LA or yeah. New York, yeah, but Vegas. I thought Vegas was somewhere in the middle. No, no, no. no. Well, I was this no, it's like not. absolutely not. Like everywhere was just insanely expensive. Huh. But I got humbled real quick when I came home. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but you know what? You like a, a dueling piano things. I think are so cool. Like, have you ever done anything like that? No, not like dueling, which assumes that there's like stakes but i've played no, like, like uh, a back and forth kind yeah of. yeah i've done like four hands kind of stuff it's hard because you sorry, have what's to four hands mean? it's uh, sorry it means you both play on the same piano as oh, opposed wow. to two uh different ones playing at the same time um and it's difficult because you have to leave space for each other um with when you're playing with other instruments they take up different spaces and you're, like, you're not talking spaces physically you're talking music like sound like yeah, yeah, like okay. low to high end like when you first said that i was like oh yeah, you gotta make sure you don't well actually hands. when you're doing four hands <laughs> it's both because yeah, you but can, like then you're like oh spaces because one's the other, going you, down you, and one's going up yeah the other musicians take space i was like oh he's talking about the sound yeah yeah. So yeah, like, yeah but you do you bump into each other but and you're usually sharing a bench when you're doing that which is awful so yeah i was just impressed too because it's like it was by song request too yeah, that's Obviously, one of the tricks. I'm doing like these stupid songs that I want to hear. Like we played, we asked them to play Unwritten four times, and they did. <laughs> they played the same. See, song they know. Well, like they know what nice. people request more than you think. People are always like, "Oh, they know every song." It's like, no, people well, request really the same twenty them, songs. But it's the same songs. Yeah, a twenty-eight-year-old blonde girl really gonna stump a piano player in <laughs> Vegas? Yeah, we tried for sure. I gave them so many requests. Oh yeah, really gonna stump them, eh? Were they good? They must have been great. Oh, like, those so guys the, are. The you can't be night? bad at that. Well, so on the first There's night, no the, con the connect—I don't want to say connection. Well, I guess the connection between the two players was unbelievable. The second night, one of the guys was there, and then a new guy came. I they were still amazing, but I thought I thought the connection between the other two guys was way better. Like the way they played together. The way they played yeah, together, yeah. and it just like made it I don't know, just so seamless. The other one just felt a bit more forced, but they were still unbelievable. And like they're playing five hours a night. Ugh, I guess that's hours. Vegas, right? Yeah. Put your time in. They took like a one hour break, and we thought we were gonna leave, and we just got so excited because they were so good that we stayed. Three thirty comes around, we're like, hey, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> It was nuts. I love that for you, did So that was my favorite part. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk yeah. about that, but no, that's good. It kind of works because he plays the piano too. Yeah, so I know. Like, that's why I'm like, wow, just like reliving all the memories. It, yeah. But you've never been to Vegas. No, and I think when I was younger, I was like, ooh, Vegas. And now I'm just, I just haven't been. I want to go now. What's your favorite place you've been in? In the world, actually. We'll go in the world. In the world. I was going to say ooh, North America, but then I was like, you know what? Go world. World, I mean... I was in Vietnam a couple times over the last two years, and that was pretty great. Uh, it's like one of the safest places I've ever been, which is a really? strange feeling. Yeah, like I would say I've felt more sort of likely to be pickpocketed in Paris or Rome than like Ho Chi Minh and Hanoi. And the food is really good. 
But I have a lot of different favorite places. That's sort of the most recent one that I've been to. And it's cheap. Yeah. I've heard that Don't too. hate that. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good one. I've never um, been to Vietnam, but I've heard really good things about it. I've heard I've actually heard people say it's safe too. Yeah, I don't like, know why that is, but you just you really do feel safe. It helps that you're Not also that like six three or something. I, that does help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it helps that you're six and a man, three, dude. Like, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Little um, poor little Danny over here, like five foot one, small little blonde. I'm not. Guy. I'm five five. You're five five. Yes, okay. tall. My bad. Um, do you go travel for music a lot, or is it just uh, for, like travel so purposes? So that stuff, my uh, a bunch of musicians do work for this company called Canada's Great Kitchen Party, which is a fundraising company that takes people on sort of adventures, and we're the music. Very so like, cool. I'm not playing to Vietnamese people. I'm playing to, to Canadians. Canadians, but they we go all over. I mean, the world, I guess, yeah. Um, so it's a good little racket. Of course it and is. And it's a good cause. Music Counts is the charity that it supports, which puts instruments into schools in Canada uh, that are have their blood, budget slashed and stuff. So. Oh, wow. so you know what? Someone asked me this the other day, and I was thinking about asking on the podcast, but then I, I wasn't going to because it could lead to some weird answers. But I was going to ask, like, <laughs> what's a cause that like really means a lot to you? But then I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't ask that question. But then you just gave a really good answer. Well, you know, it's funny because we were just talking about the take, you know, growing up and with the music programs yeah. and stuff. And like, I think some of the even the access that we had uh, when we were younger is stripped from a lot of schools. Like they don't have band programs. I really? Mean, yeah. And so it's just like cuts, just budget cuts. And, and so this company, Music Counts, uh, they they raise money and they give bursaries and grants to schools and like for 15 grand, you can buy a whole set of instruments and that lasts like 15 years. So like, I don't know very many charities where your money goes that way. Like that's thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of kids that play those instruments. And you know, of course I feel connected to that because I went to public school, I played trumpet in the band, that stuff was there. And it's part of, it's certainly part of, uh, you know, becoming a musician. And I think it's also very much a part of a sort of balanced education. Like I think music is, you gotta do yeah. it. At some point, even if you leave it or you don't want to do it anymore, you gotta, you gotta be forced. No, but it's like yeah, point. it's like you said, right? Like, how many people have you met in your life that regret taking piano lessons? Yeah, none. 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 I think both my cousins. So I have two cousins for my dad's brother. Uh, both of them played instruments their whole lives. Like one of them still plays like casually, mm -hmm. like not for work, but he used to teach piano lessons even as an adult. But now he still plays casually. The other one is in the music industry, like full time down in San Diego, just doing like sound and lighting. Mm -hmm. But he's you know a starving artist, just playing like random bars and pubs down there and it's, it all started because his parents forced them to play music and yeah yeah you don't think about it. like I, my parents i did it for a little bit i just i was so shit did you do it in school though uh i did the so i did the my brother played the guitar so i took piano lessons for probably about a year and a half we before. all took piano lessons yeah but like mine was like a hot minute like so like was mine it wasn't that long mine was maybe like six months to a year max um and then i quit because I was playing hockey, my parents, same thing. It's like, yo, you're trying to do way too much. You're trying mm -hmm. to play hockey, piano. Like, I was playing, like, lacrosse or something, too, at the time. And then like, having a social life as a kid, it, like, not that that's hard, but still, again, it's days of the week. So, yeah, then, yeah, then I quit piano. And then I was like, my brother got really good at guitar, and he could, like, play guitar, like, actually play. And I was like, shit, I should have kept going. And then, now there she goes. So I'm actually going to pivot for a second. This is going to be the hard bite question of the day. But um, so you obviously like talked about how like your parents uh, put you into music. Your dad is a big Canadian icon in the music industry. How has that kind of like affected your career? 
and like the pressures on you like do you kind of feel an extra pressure from it uh i don't know about like pressure my parents never pressured me to do to go into music uh they're both artists my mother's an actress as well but there was no pressure to pursue anything that we didn't want to do um and i found music through my not like i found my love of music through my own channels but uh um and it's been very good i'm it's it's a not a hindrance it's it's i'm very lucky to have as many opportunities awarded to me by has like have you that. ever felt like i don't want to i don't want to say this like undeserved a little bit yeah maybe or like is yeah. there any chance like i think at like the beginning i thought like that, or i think you, at you're the, clearly very talented and you're getting uh, to where you are because of your talent but i sometimes think probably the at the your... start i felt i definitely had some opportunities before i was probably ready for them um and you know that kicks your ass in its own way so you hope learn hopefully you learn from it and you get better and i think i feel that i did enough and um you know i certainly feel lucky and gratitude for it but uh, i think um now i can entertain well enough in those and situations well, so let me ask you your parents never obviously pressured you or anything but were there times when you were a kid where you felt that you didn't want to do it because like i look i played hockey my whole life i loved it there's i remember like distinctly being like 13 or 12 and just being a little shit like i don't want to go to practice i want to go to the birthday party and my parents are like you're going to hockey because you said you were going to do it and i played like kind of like high level no i played at a high level for that age and i just remember being so mad that my parents were making me go to this practice and it's just like it's the right thing to do you signed up you're going to practice right yeah, it's, not yeah. like, it's not like they made better. me do it but it's like they were you thank them afterwards but yeah yeah no i didn't like lessons at the beginning piano lessons and it's part of what you're learning it's kind of like practice right yeah. like you're like oh, i'll play the games but i don't want so you had to learn fundamental things and that is a hard sort of thing to uh it's a hard speed bump to get over at when you're that age, especially like it's especially easier to explain kid. to an oh, adult, to a kid. Yeah. Like when you're 12 years old. You think you know everything. Meanwhile, like, you're like just dumb little shit. Like, yeah. And you know well, what you want to do. Shit, no, no, I was a dumb 12 year old in general. Like, <laughs> I was a dumb little shit. <laughs> I see 12 years now. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe I was one of those little shits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to just play and muck around, but I came to love it after it was probably years. So what, what's the thing about music you love the most? I think I like uh, performing. I like uh, the feeling of being up there. And I sp especially like playing with other people. Uh, it's just kind of like what you're talking about with the the dueling pianos. Mm -hmm. Like you get into this thing where you're, you're doing something together that... Uh, oh, chemistry. That's the word I want to use. Chemistry. Yeah, like having yeah. that chemistry with other people on stage. Yeah, and it feels good. And there's it makes both of you better when you're kind of dialed in together. And, and there's, a, there's exciting. Like, uh, so I, I like that part about it. Um, I even like the travel, to be honest. So you went on tour with Blue Rodeo. We did. I think it was almost ten years ago now. That's the first time, yeah. Crazy. How was that? How was that experience? Well, that was one where I definitely like the first night. I was like, I don't deserve this because <laughs> it was a huge place. And through the tour, we got good or better at least really quickly, um, just from doing it every night. Sort of. One of the things I remember my dad telling me about is like, you're going to be nervous before all these shows. So he's like, but nerves is like such a powerful energy. If you can like focus it into something good, uh, you know, it will be a friend. And so if you can focus it onto stage presence, energy, whatever, you know, it'll, it'll come across and, and you'll be able to sort of harness that energy into something good. And so that started developing that, you know, we played every night on those tours in the big, big stages. Um, so it was sort of like, uh, yeah, it was like the fast lane to a lot of 
stage abilities and comfort. That's a great answer. As you were saying that, I was like, that's a solid answer. It was because good again, advice. Like, no, but like nerves can, you don't want to say like make or break people's careers, but there's people that just <laughs> don't perform well under pressure because of the nerves. And like you see it all the time in sports and music. There's so yeah. many people that just, you know, like I, I don't, this that's isn't a good example, but like if you see like all the stuff like with Enrique Iglesias going around online of just like how bad he's been performing. Like it's not nerves, but you know, his career is like absolutely getting shit on right now. And like he's, Arguably one of the biggest Latin American singers, right? Oh like, my god! And he's just getting absolutely, like, sh literally shit on. And Are they doing that tour? Like it's him, Ricky Martin, yeah, yeah. and Pitbull, and Pitbull. Yeah, like it's like a big like god, basically like a South American thing. Kids, huh? Yeah, Holy like I, I went to the show. I was like, okay, like I don't here. You know, yeah, I went to the one here. Was it good? Pitbull was he's Pitbull in my opinion, for his level of music, is one of the greatest performers you can see. That's his he's thing. coming back. He's coming back in February. Really? Not him. All three of them are. Oh, I thought it was just Pitbull. No, it's all three of them. They're all coming back again? So they did back-to-back -back nights in Toronto. Like recently, right? This was maybe a month ago. Yeah. I dressed up as Pitbull for the concert. Did you? Is that a <laughs> yeah. thing? Like are other yeah, people doing that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's a thing. And it's possibly the funniest, like just most fun thing to do. I loved it. <laughs> it was like a week before Halloween too, so it was even better. Um, <laughs> but no, Pitbull, like I've seen him twice or three times now. And every time I'm just like, man, he, like for his level of music. Because again, his music's not, you know, Grammy winning like Adele songs or like Jay-Z or Justin Timberlake. He's, you know, he's got fun music that people yeah, can yeah. dance around to. Does his thing. And his energy and his level of excitement and stage presence and everything's so good. And the other two I thought were so bad. Really, eh? Like Enrique Iglesias' voice was terrible. I've heard that. Literally terrible. Ricky Martin, I know he is getting old, but he sounded really old and looked really old. He's a like, hero? Uh, yeah, he did. That's my favorite song. Not like, actually, so can they still move around? Like, Ricky's dancing was a big part of his vibe. Yeah, I was right? just like, I was watching him dance. And I'm like, I don't think he's a good dancer, but I know he is. It's just like for someone who doesn't know dance. Yeah, yeah. When you see a good dancer, you're like, that's a good dancer. I know he's a good dancer, and I didn't think he was a good dancer. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like maybe he doesn't move as well because he's getting older. Maybe the choreo. I I don't know. Just yeah, tough. Like really. Pitbull was amazing. Ricky Martin was very mediocre, and Enrique Iglesias was terrible. Wow, like, terrible. Well, what I thought was like I was actually just talking about this yesterday. Was that how every show they did a different lineup? Yeah, I hate that too. That's a bit weird. Like different order? Or? Yeah. Oh. There's no openers. Just the three of them, and they rotated. Or I don't know if it was random or if it was based off maybe like how big they are in each. Oh, city. they would have they would have fought a lot over this. Well, yeah, this or maybe they just did the it randomly. Business, I, yeah. I have no idea, but. It was annoying because we thought, I don't know, Ricky Martin was supposed to open, or we thought Pitbull was opening, so we were going to, like, I was with my family, so we had two separate seats, and I wanted to be closer for Pitbull. I didn't care about the other two guys. Yeah, yeah, right. And then they started, it's like, Enrique, or Ricky Martin was first, so I was like, what's he doing here? And then I was like, okay, let's switch. You guys can see Ricky, I don't care about it. I wanted to ask you something else about <laughs> when we were, and we're all over the place here, but it's okay, we can do this. Um, <laughs> you said, okay, your favorite thing about music is performing. What about, has... Not a performer, like not a musician, just as like a fan of music. Obviously, music's a big part of your life. What's the, your favorite thing about music from a non-performing, non-musician aspect? Um, well, I, I love going to shows. I do it as almost as much as I play. Um, so I like that. I like seeing like the other side of what I love about being on the stage. But I think that uh, just listening to music, especially when you're kind of doing things like walking around or shopping or something... Just getting excited about new stuff, old stuff, new discoveries. I mean, I know that these streaming platforms have sort of 
have a lot of negative aspects for the artist. But I mean, you can kind of access so much different stuff on your phone now that you can take yourself on a pretty wild journey. <laughs> well, just think like the convenience. Like if you think back in the day, well, like MP3 CDs, you listen to that one CD, that's all you're listening to. Yeah. And I mean, like back in, you know what I mean though, okay? Like whatever. The, it was no, even, yeah, yeah. There's then, a value in that. I think listening to the same thing again. But then again, like also then they switched to like iTunes and we had to pay like what, 99 cents a song, then it went up to $1.29 and then now it's all these like monthly plans. Mm-hmm. The accessibility of the music for the actual fan is so much easier. Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of people will say that the it's worse off. It's just different. I mean, definitely the money-making avenues are worse off. But, it you know, you can theoretically get yourself out there easier. Yeah, so, but again... Like, Not it always can go, true. Yeah, it can yeah, go yeah. both ways because, like, social media now has made so many people's careers, whereas those people might not have never have had a career before, right? And now... Yeah, people or accelerated make, people's yeah, career. Yeah, people yeah. are making less money on the actual music side, but they're making way more touring than ever before because now you can get so many more fans because of social media and some of these streaming platforms. Like I know like a big thing is um, look at Tate McRae. Yeah, I, Tate McRae blew up because that song "Greedy" and she got what like sixty billion streams in a weekend. I I'd never heard of her. And I sat net, sort of across from her at the Junos and like she just looked like a kid wide-eyed and then later i was like okay they said this girl's name tate mccray and i look it up like oh my god who is this woman well, and now obviously you see her she's everywhere. accelerated everywhere just because this this one song and tiktok did help yeah. accelerate she, this song she's a dancer first yeah, from calgary and, and she was on uh, so you think it dance she was on dance yeah right in the u.s so that is a new thing that that is tiktok is sort of brought in is that brought in yeah. they'll take people with followings uh, obviously, they have to be able to sing. They're not going to yeah, put yeah, random yeah. people on there. But well, as opposed hit. to finding somebody in a club playing music, they're finding somebody online. And again, like, it's just different. It's yeah, just a, different. like A&R now is completely different than what it was 20 years you ago. You on your phone sitting at yeah, home. Honestly. No yeah. travel expenses. Yeah. <laughs> do you listen to the same kind of music as you play? Or do you uh, I, Pretty similar. Yeah? Similar. And sometimes one influences the other, right? Like you start writing new stuff and you're like, oh, that's from me listening to this record and that record of this style. Um, this, the stuff I listen to outside is uh, like jazz and classical, which is sort of from when I was in school and studying all that stuff. My interest was always in that, but I pursued different styles when I started making music. I got a question for both of you. It's a two-parter. When was the last time you listened to an album from start to finish, and what was it? I feel like you got one like very recent. Yeah, today. Oh, yeah, start <laughs> I, to finish. I listen to music like that mostly. Okay. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but I, like I haven't sort of gotten into the playlist world yet. Okay. And I know it's sort of the way that people consume music on Spotify and stuff. But so what, what was it? Today was the, uh, maybe this doesn't count, but it was the soundtrack to Asteroid City, that new Wes Anderson movie, which was okay. great. No, that Soundtrack's definitely counts. great. That definitely counts. And then before that, it was probably a Donovan Woods record. Probably okay. Probably with people or something like that. Yeah. Folky. Yeah. What about you? Um, recently... Would be Rev. That's because she released it. You listen to it start to finish. Start to finish. Okay. And like not skipping. After we went to the Noah Khan concert, went back, listened to everything start to finish. Okay. But before that, it probably was like 2019 when like Astro World came out or 2018. That was Some, a long time. Yeah. So like that's just, just me recently right now. But if you look at my Spotify, you would laugh. Like I listen to like Noah Khan right now a lot. Then like mm. Lana Del Rey. Then like I switch over to like Laney, and then five seconds later, it's Andrea Bocelli. Like my, but that's music great. That's is, what like, Spotify it's all, like, it's allows all you to do. It's all over the place, and like any mood, it doesn't matter. I have like 
six songs that I'm obsessed with right now, and these can be on repeat. Do you make your own playlists? I just I don't really I just like the songs. And then they show up. Like, yeah, they just show up. Yeah. I'm on like a big playlist. I make a playlist every other month. Yeah. So and all of a sudden, my I'm like the worst. Everybody hates when I'm on the aux because I'll have a <laughs> like a six to eight song playlist, and I have the musical taste of a fourteen year old girl. Okay, that like, was me honestly. yesterday. No one offered in the car. So I'll so right now I have my November playlist. I started beginning of October, and I'll listen to it until probably maybe end of this month, and then I'll start a January 2024 playlist. And you go back and no play has got more than 20 songs. Yeah. No, like 20 is like a, that's a crazy month. For yeah, me. yeah. Like that must've been a wild month. And right now my like six songs is Selena Gomez single again or single something single soon. There's Noah Khan and Post Malone drunk. Oh, uh, Khan. drunk. Oh, yeah. Khan came out of nowhere too. Oh right? yeah. Oh, right. No idea who he was. In a, Me neither. Yeah. Went to the concert and I thought he was just unbelievable. That talented. was my favorite concert of the summer. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, that was, I think that's probably when I, I was like, no, Khan, who's this sold out? What the hell? Literally, I had no yeah. idea who he was. A friend, a girlfriend of mine was like, we were going to Morgan Wallen together. And she's like, oh my God, Noah Khan's playing the next night. I'm like, who's Noah Khan? She's like, oh, massive fan. Blah, blah. I was like, cool, I'll get tickets. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. We'll do it back to back. Morgan Wallen, Noah Khan. And Morgan, I think, was better than Noah Khan, but that's also kind of expected because Morgan Wallen's like Huge. one of the biggest artists yeah. in the world right two now. Two in the top five today, I think. Yeah, two yeah. Like he's just massive and he got snubbed at the, the CMAs. Um, but yeah, like Noah Khan was someone I was, wasn't expecting to be that good. It was just unbelievable. Actually, who's the favorite person you've seen perform live? Like my favorite? Uh, like who's your, like well, the my best hero If you is, could go back and see one concert ever again, yeah, yeah. who would it be? Oh, I got that. Uh, I, my like songwriting hero is Randy Newman. Like the, the, okay. And he, you know, he does all the movie stuff in the in our lifetime, but he had records and songs from the 70s that were covered and stuff like that. So I'm a big nerd on that. And I saw him play at the Hollywood Bowl in LA with the orchestra. Oh, cool. And uh, that, yeah, easily. That'd I go back and watch the videos. That was in 2017 cool. or something. Have, you, cool have you been to the Toronto Orchestra, Symphony Orchestra at Roy Thompson Hall? I have, yeah. Yeah? It's good. It? Yeah, I really want to go. I've heard great things. Roy Thompson Hall is nice. It's an aging building, but it's nice. And, uh, you know, they put together these nice programs that are not like five hours long like i like classical music but i'm not going to sit in there for five hours for like some wagner opera or something like that so they they do like it's sort of like a playlist like they'll play seven or eight different things and it's like two hours maybe it's great but you know what the one thing is that's even better is they do they screen movies i was just gonna say yeah, that yeah and then they the orchestra plays the score i saw harry potter movie did you? Harry Potter and uh, cool. the Star Wars one is always the hardest ticket to get. I, I heard that one's crazy. Yeah. I, I saw like an old. I saw like Casablanca. But I heard Interstellar shit. is if you got to oh, see really? one. I heard it's Interstellar. I don't know if Toronto did it, but a different city did it. Yeah. And because Interstellar it's a sounds thing. It, it's, it's good money maker. They do it in those spaces. All the orchestra gets to play. It's because you like you're not watching like a shit movie. You're not watching like some crappy rom com. You're watching <laughs> an absolute unbelievable movie. So like the Star Wars ones are obviously all classics, all huge blockbusters. I saw Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, I think. That'd be good. Or maybe Golf of Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It's just, again, all those little sounds when they're walking through Hogwarts, like... Dun, 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 dun. That's like, cool. You're listening to it cool. live and you're like... like you, you almost, you don't know what to watch. Because sometimes I'm watching the stream and I'm like, I'm so in love with the musicians. Well, and like, also you notice the music so much more when you probably... Especially yeah. if you're seeing a movie that you've seen, and well, you're like, because a lot of times the it, music's background music, right? Yeah, it's just, and they it's just background it. noise. But then when you see it perform live, you're like, 
that's I can I'm literally watching the sound that I'm hearing like mm. that little trumpet dude I I can know I can see uh, that no, guy right? that cool? like, <laughs> it's so we should go to one city. Yeah, you should check it out it's great that sounds yeah okay I just I find that's music, I buy you for Christmas okay. that's your Christmas present music in TV shows and movies I find has such an effect on the actual scene like I'll watch scenes and like Google just because of the way the song and the connection of it like amazing but what's your favorite movie soundtrack now that you're just talking about that, like being a movie, I mean, like I would, what would you I say? would be of the f- most famous, like Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park. or They're all saw the same guy. John Williams did all those Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all that stuff. I mean, there's probably ones I like. Do you remember There Will Be Blood, that movie with uh, anyway, it has an intense soundtrack, like loud, screechy stuff. And it, as you were saying, it builds this it, tension in the movie that you don't feel from what you see. because yeah. It's just shots of the desert and stuff. So that's think? a good one, but I wouldn't listen to that, like outside, oh, of, the outside movie. of it. Yeah. Maybe like the classics, like Indiana Jones. But I, well, because I just rewatched The Great Gatsby, and like that was like one of my favorite soundtracks because it was like yeah. good music, but it's set in like the twenties, yeah, the yeah. thirties or whatever. The last movie I did was probably uh, Tron. Remember Daft Punk did that? Yes, Daft Punk did, a, yes, uh, did an right. album for that. That that's good. I remember listening to that album start to finish, and I was like, this is this is different and cool. I mean, Tarantino always has those good soundtracks like i mean they're kind of all of the same era but i don't know do you know what's funny i actually if you when i asked you earlier what would you do if you weren't a musician i would have thought you would have been like director or something what's funny most of my family's in film and people would always ask us like oh at christmas do you guys sit around and play music i'm like it's just my dad and brother and i everybody else is in film mostly behind the camera but how big is your family well uh not big but i have like six aunts a couple two uncles and like six cousins so small relatively small but but my you know my mom and two of her sisters formerly three of her sisters were all in film like wow. uh, mostly production yeah. Yeah. Charades has gotta, family. I was gonna say charades yeah. has got to be like a sick thing at like family well the arts function. and entertainment card usually yeah. trivial pursuit gets a lot of action <laughs> I don't know about history <laughs> that'd be so funny yeah that's um, right charades my mother does take it seriously Oh yeah, <laughs> our family's just terrible at it. it no, like, we're terrible. We take it seriously. So I can imagine if you were like actually good. Yeah. Alyssa on heads up. I'm not. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just like playing the soundtrack for it in the background. Yeah, yeah. I can do like whistling contests. No, actually, I'm bad at that too. I don't know. Do you have any hidden talents? Not, not, not one that's a answer to that question. That's no, right. I don't think so. Um, I feel like musical people like there's no hidden talent because your talent is so obvious. Well, music. I used to play a lot of different instruments, but I don't think I was good. Like yeah, I could, so that's some music uh, my around. talent is being able to like, you learn something on an instrument so that people think you can play it. That's like the trick. Like I can play a little guitar. Like if I, I was in a, a group of people who were musicians and we passed the guitar around, I could play th- two or three songs around where they'd be like, oh, he can play guitar. But if it came five, six times around, I'd be like, oh, okay. so it's just a showbiz the, trick. What's the hardest <laughs> instrument do you think? Violin. My roommate oh, and I in wow. university, we tried to like learn every instrument. And we got to the violin or but fiddle. Your roommates must have hated you. You're like the neighbors. No, it was just the two. Of, oh, oh, yeah, the neighbors. neighbors? Sure. Oh, they must have hated you. But it was you Jane and Finch. You don't knock on your neighbor's door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody mean, bothered true. us. Yeah. Like, who are these white kids just playing the violin yeah. over here? Like. That was the one, though. I remember we first tried it. And it was this first of all, the sound you make when you're bad at it is, is like, it makes you mental. And it's just so immediately hard to make a sound that you want to hear. My that sister tried just learning. Just laughing. Didn't I, laugh. Literally, I could, I could just picture like, 
a young you just sitting in the room. Because I feel like you're a patient guy. Like you see, like you strike me as someone who's like who's very patient. Like, hey, you know, That's I'm an gonna assumption. figure. It is. Yeah, I can make assumptions. I think you know, it takes a level of patience to learn anything, an yeah. instrument being the same thing. Um, but I gave up on that very quickly. <laughs> I guess you're not that yeah. patient. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah. no, it's like I can just like picture people trying to learn the violin because it's like, one, it's it's just like it's awkwardly sitting there. Just like yeah. learn how to prop it's it up right without, your ear yeah, too, without right? your arm getting sore too. Like that's not a normal position. And then two, like the little, what do they call the stick? Um, the bow. But like what's the the wooden part? The uh, the neck? The, yeah, like swiping the, that on the string. What's the part that swipes on the string? It's the bow, yeah. The bow? Okay. Yeah. So like So that's you, like they're they're traditionally they're like horse tail hairs on, Oh really? On the I thought bow, it was yeah. like a, a like wood almost like the one you'd put in your clarinet That's what thing. the bat that oh like a reed. Reed, that's the word yeah, I'm yeah. looking for. Isn't but it? No, like that's that'd be the back part. That they're oh. they're like uh, strings that you draw against the string and it makes the oh, I was different though, reed. different material i'm sure it's synthetic now but they used to be like the yeah. the uh, hairs Hair from, from the, the tail of a horse no my mom used to do a lot of work with uh oh, natalie yeah. mcmaster oh yeah yeah so my sister we used to always listen to her stuff and my sister became obsessed she's like i'm gonna learn how to play the violin she's like i'm gonna do this how'd she do i think like six months that's pretty good yeah, maybe not bad. maybe a year but it's like once a week didn't practice my mom bought her a violin and she's like what the hell am i gonna do with this so I don't, I, I might have told this story on the podcast. Classic. I don't know if I, I tried to learn the banjo a couple of years back. Um, I had a nose job in 2017 or 18 and I couldn't play sports for a month. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can't play sports for a month. I can't work out. I can't do any like physical activity. I'm like, this is a good time for me to learn an instrument, right? It was over the Christmas holidays. I'm like, I was in love with Mumford and Sons at the time. I'm, like, I'm going to learn the banjo. It's such a unique instrument. Like nobody knows how to play. I'm like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy an expensive one to make sure that I use this thing right because if it's expensive i'll use it mom was like don't buy it go and rent one so mm. i went to long and mcquay's i rented myself a great banjo i went on kijiji found the guy that like taught banjo lessons down in the like mimico area and i think i lasted maybe two lessons and i was god awful i was so bad it's like you ever want something and you just like you just can't you're just like really bad mm -hmm. that was me and i gave and up it's loud too right it's a loud oh it's just like I'm like, it looks easy. I'm like, how hard can this stupid thing be? Like, everybody can play the guitar. This is apparently easier than Steve the guitar. Martin everyone does can play it. the guitar. I find a lot that of people hard. Can, a lot of people can play it. There's like a there's like a sort of step one of the guitar that most people can learn, I think. Like a lot and then like the next steps yeah. are where it gets hard. But like I the like entry everyone part. Everyone can play like Oasis, Wonderwall. There you like go. Everybody exactly. can play. Yeah, yeah. Wonderwall is like the one song like that everyone you plays. You go to like the cottage. Yeah, yeah. One person. Every every guy could pick up the piano, the guitar and play Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm the only <laughs> idiot every time. Like, yeah, I can play. I, you know, everyone's already played the I won't play it for the tenth time. You guys are fine. I'm good. <laughs> That's me. So I was like, yeah, just like me and music. We just never. And it's crazy because I love music. I'm like banjo was an interesting one to pick out of the sort of spectrum of instruments. Well, I, was just oh, I guess you different. said you're listening to Mumford. Yeah, I was listening to Mumford. Right? I don't know anybody that plays the banjo. I think it's different. You could still like bring it to like a campfire and like sit around like a fire and listen, play music and I think that's so cool. Often having something different than a guitar in that setting is cool for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like like I wouldn't want to play a clarinet by the fire. Like it would be kind of <laughs> weird. So the banjo is like, you get myself, I could get one of those little ones too, like a ukulele. It's a lot of similar principles, I think. Yeah, yeah. The mandolin too is the same. What's the mandolin? It's like the little tiny. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of similarities. I have yeah. a ukulele. You can learn off that. No, I'm done. I, I've given up on music. I just talk to music. Uh, he'll be now. back. No, I just talk <laughs> to music. One day. That's it. He'll be back. The, just, next, I, the next injury will have him back. In. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> imagine I break my leg. That's, that's yeah. my next possible. If I ever break my leg, I'll learn an instrument yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, man, that's that's what I was about. So what's what's on the like what's on the horizon for you? We're starting. We're this will be released very soon, but heading into twenty twenty four. What's on the horizon for you? So we just put a record out, uh, a record that we've been working on for a long time. Like a lot of it, I'd had done before COVID, but I didn't want to put it out during COVID because we like to tour and take the record out. Um, so there's a relief to get it out, and uh, we have done release shows uh, in Toronto and Ottawa. We have a couple more in Ontario. And then we'll go out west in the new year. I was just out east before that, so we'll wait till the spring. And then start again, make a new what, record. What's it like sitting on music for like three years? Well, I didn't, li- like it, I didn't like, listen to it for like a few, a couple years. Like I actually make didn't something, just like It sits in the, we say like metaphorically the vault. It just sits there and it's just, you've made this, you're happy with it obviously because you made it and it's like ready to release and just, I'm just going to sit on it. Well, you know, I sort of... Do you ever like think maybe I don't love this anymore because it's been years and it's changed? I think that right away as soon as we've recorded (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, I honestly, I don't want to say I forgot about it, but I shelved it in my mind as well as literally. And and there was the pandemic was happening. So there's, I mean, nothing happening, but (laughs) other ways to sort of, you know, uh, kind of talk yourself out of putting it out and whatever. But now that I've put it out, I realized that it was not the right way to do it. Like I, cause you start thinking too much about it and be like, I should have changed this. I should have changed that. Um, I'd rather sort of go in the traditional way of like, write the songs, record the songs, put it out, write the next songs. Um, cause then also you've played a lot of the songs live and you're like, I'm tired of these songs, but now I have to go out and, and tour yeah. and talk them. We didn't um, ask this earlier, but what's your writing process? It's just something we ask early on. I didn't think about that. Uh, it's sort of random, but uh, it's more like eureka moments as opposed to like locking myself in a room. Okay. Um, I try to play every day. What that looks like is different. Um, sometimes I'll try to force myself to write, but I have a little, well, it's funny. It used to be a booklet thing, but now everybody, mine's on my phone. But like notes, <laughs> notes of yeah. lyrics and things. Voice and recordings. Voice recordings, yeah. I came pretty late to that too. But so you just kind of, I'm not a tech guy. I I just, I had a Blackberry like six months ago. (laughs) Those still exist? Well, no, not anymore. (laughs) That's why I don't have one anymore. Record for the last guy to have Because I'm sure my dad had one until two years ago, but then like he had to switch to like Android. Yeah. Well, it had an Android operating system on it, but it was still a Blackberry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then mine went down and that's it. But they have a, somebody told me they have a Blackberry museum at the Eaton Center, like a pop-up of all the old models, but I have that in my drawer at home because I had them all. You have your own oh, yeah. museum. You don't need to pay Black for anything. Museum. No. You guys watch the Blackberry movie? No. I haven't seen it. No, it's pretty is good. Is it good? I heard it's, it's on good. Craver Rogers or whatever. Sorry, so you are like a random kind of writer. Yeah, things ca- like I often don't spend too long. Like I try to write a song in two or three sittings as opposed to like over a month or something where you start. Because I find then you start redoing crossing things out and you don't end up with the same thing that uh, you you meant it to be you know where's like the most random place that you got like some sort of song idea probably like on a hike or something like that oh you know i ride like i cycle a lot uh like you know with the Mm -hmm. full get up the goofy look and uh on the bike because there's nothing you can do you can't like like you can pull over and write it down but you listen to music while you're on the bike i don't know wow good for Um, you because well here it's dangerous um but I don't know. I sort of like it as a, you know, sort of flush auditory mental flush. And, oh, good for you, man. Um, 
And then I've, we've, through these charity trips we do, we cycle. And in Europe, they think that like listening to music is like a, uh, like a sort of offense to the cycling world, which I was very surprised to hear. I, uh, they're like, no, you don't do that. That's like tourists and Americans do that and stuff. And I, like, okay. I, almost, <laughs> I do it religiously. Like any work that I have, I need music. Yeah. And I did a, a half Ironman this summer and you're not allowed to use any music or any audio. Sorry. You did a half any, Ironman. Yeah. Any you, odd, thank you. Any audio aids. And I literally thought to myself, really, like, eh? this is a seven, it's about a seven hour event for me because I'm not that good at it. And I'm like, you think I'm going to go seven hours? Okay, the music I can't obviously have, uh, sorry, the swim I can't have any music, obviously. But you think I'm going to go a three hour bike ride without any music because you're going to hit that like 80 kilometer mark and your legs are just not pumping and you're going uphill. And I'm going to do that without music, 0% chance. So I brought my music, I was like, worst case scenario, they give you a timeout. So I brought two headphones with me because if they, you get they the second them. timeout, they take your headphones. And then at why, least like, why is that? Because it's they say it's a safety thing. Safety, right? Yeah. yeah that's, and it makes, there's like, so many people around it. you too. Yeah, when I, you're I, I completely it's not like you're get it. by yourself. Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of points where you are by yourself. Like at the beginning when you're all getting on the bike and maybe the first five kilometers, but then after that, like you you pass people and people pass you, but that's it. You're not riding with people. Mm -hmm. You see, you got on the tour guys wearing. Yeah. Uh, listening to music now which that never used to be a thing no it's just like again think about when you're training like I guess when you're I, in the gym and stuff what's what's the difference it's yeah, the same thing right? i i can't i can't work out without music yeah like are you running biking anything i need i need music i know people who are like it's so therapeutic and like, like you said like it's you know a good feeling i was like absolutely not but that's just how i use it i don't begrudge people that wear it. like i'm not like the european cyclist that I know. <laughs> how far do you bike normally oh we do i usually am in like the 50 60 but so you're up solid. To, yeah, mm. we do it a lot. Yeah, um, I like it a oh, lot. You got like a little group. Uh, well, so the we do have a, a couple groupings of people up north of here. Yeah, um, I do it with also my dad and brother as well. Um, and on these charity trips, cycling is one of the aspects. Oh, very uh, cool. So we have people that we met on those, and then I have a group of guys more my age, but they're harder to find. Like they're in. I don't like most of my friends. There's like two of. 10 say close friends that cycle and then we tried to get some of them into it over the pandemic and they're like yes 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 and they bought a bike everything opened up and the bike is in the basement yeah, and i'm trying that. to resell i them. got lucky i bought a really nice bike i got a cervello p3 oh i bought sick. it during covid and this like really good cyclist ended up upgrading he bought like a ten thousand dollar bike and he sold me his it was a five thousand dollar bike he sold it to me for a like grand cash like yeah. in the middle of covid that was the big covid thing yeah, right? you could get was, those it was awesome the bikes best thing ever Cause like I did, so I did a, the Toronto try with like just a regular bike and I didn't even have the clip on shoes and I think it's maybe 50 kilometers and it took me almost two hours. Uh, and yeah. And then I did 90 in less than three. So it's like, oh, this bike that's is just, new, this bike new. is, my bike is yeah. top notch. It's like it's, good speed. You lift it up with two fingers. Like it's we, crazy. Uh, we're a, we're like a leisure cycling group. <laughs> We go the distance, but we're not going 30 plus. Yeah, but again, at this age, you're probably what, around my age? How old are you? 36. Yeah, okay, so I'm 33. So at this age, it's literally just about doing things. Well, you know what I like about cycling is that the, all the best cyclists are in their 30s. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just like, it's it's not, 
it's not like running not where you 36 yeah. But, yeah, no yeah. but like it's not like running where you're done you do your a 10k running your knees are shot your ankles are shot it's actually really, really good hurts. for like your bones and yeah. body yeah. so as you get older and then you stop for the so espresso bad. at the local coffee shop this with, guy like, knows. with your biscotti and your you know your little croissant and shit and then you got your next 10k back so you've already got the european spirit yeah in you, like man. i, I exactly well my family lives in bond so when i visit them in the summer on saturdays and sunday mornings you see them all yeah yeah you see them all go right it's by growing them. really fast or it has grown really fast yeah. um and you see why it's like people need to take care of themselves right like it's good it is a little dangerous up out there like no i think it's the worse highways. here well it's definitely worse in the yeah, city the but i mean like really if you bad. ride on the highways up there and you're you know there is there is a danger factor. You, you need to be careful because once you, you get up above thirty five forty kilometers an hour, it, crashing is bad. I had <laughs> um, I have this hill near my family home where I, I usually go as part of my route because I do this big downhill. Yeah, and it's a sharp turn left and then the big uphill. And it's just like it's around the five kilometer mark, so, so it really get, helps mm -hmm. me get going. And the downhill, you can hit seventy five kilometers an hour. Wow. Like when you're going down there, you're holding on for dear life, and it's just like you want to try and you want to see how fast you can go. Yeah, so yeah. I got this crazy bike. Like I want to yeah. max it out, and then you you're going down this road. You're like, holy crap! If anything, if I hit a little pebble, my life is over. yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They say that they say helmets don't work over fifty kilometers an hour. I, just at this point, I like, don't believe that. Even if but I, I was even told if that I survived, my whole body would just be like like yeah. skinned almost. Like, well, just think about like a regular fall, not yeah. that fast. Yeah, yeah. Like, there you go. And your feet are also clipped in, so you're you're not just flying like face over. You're automatically flipping. Yeah. If you fall, I fell off a Segway once in uh, Florence. Okay, it's a heavy machine, but going down a hill and then I hit a rock. I was like, we weren't going that fast, but like I was like scratched my whole leg, broken shoes, everything. So imagine doing that on a bike. Yeah, that quick. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I want to ask. Segway. I want to ask one more before we wrap up. Uh, and Danny, you usually ask this, you didn't today. What's your dream venue to play at? Well, I've been, again, not to go back to the lucky, but I've been very lucky to have played at Massey Hall a couple times. Um, and so that was always my dream venue and probably still is. But I think uh, Red Rock in Colorado. That's our favorite answer. Yeah. Well, no I mean, I've never... A while, and I'm so happy you said that because... I've never seen anything like that. And it's unbelievable. I mean, nothing sure like it. Have you guys been? We last year. Last Did you? What'd you see? Uh, Rufus. Rufus the Soul. Oh, yeah, They're yeah. Like an uh, electronic amazing. band. We, and is it as amazing? I've yeah. never even been. So we, we went hiking on... We, so that day we went... We got there early. We flew in for 24 hours. Flew into Colorado Saturday morning. We dropped. We went to the hotel, dropped our stuff up, took an Uber straight to Red Rocks. We like hiked it. We saw the venue. We did the rock and roll um, museum. Mm -hmm. We probably spent like, what, three hours there? Yeah. Between the hike and everything. Two, three hours. Then we went back to hotel change, shower change, and went back for the concert. So you get to see both aspects of it. And we got ex insanely lucky that we got like free tickets, basically row five or something. But you looked around; it's just, it's just magical. Honestly, there's no other way to describe it. Like it looks amazing. Yeah, I know it was amazing. Oh, yeah, so like, and there's they say we didn't obviously sit in every seat, but we walked around. We went to the top, the bottom, like each side. They say there's no bad seat in the house because the way the acoustics are from the mountains, the sound bounces perfectly off it, so that if you're row one or you're row a hundred, the sound is still just yeah. as good. It's been there for a while, right? I just uh, uh, it's about fifty years old. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's in like the seventies. So fifty, yeah, because it seems to have come to prominence so much more recently. It must maybe it's from social, social media. media, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like. Truly, it looks like something out of a dream. I can't imagine. It truly is. Crazy how cold it gets at night. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we were also like late October. Yeah, I know. But like we're sitting there during the day. I'm in like shorts, shorts and, yeah. and a tank top yeah. sweating. Can't even like breathe. Yeah, yeah. 
It's also like the altitude was crazy. Yeah, we were walking like walking Where, up. Is it thing. outside of Boulder or something like that? Uh, it's in Morrison. Denver? Yeah, just outside Morrison. Colorado. Yeah. It's about 30 minutes from downtown Colorado. Uh, it's a couple hours Denver. south of Boulder. Yeah. South of Boulder. Yeah. South of Boulder, yeah. Yeah, yeah I picture like Toronto to Vaughan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like where Canada's Wonderland is or something. Yeah. Cool. But no, it's uh, it's something. And then uh, who's That's one crazy. artist you would like to work with either dead or alive? Well, I mean, I did say Randy Newman before, uh, and I think that that probably holds true. Um, but my other sort of hero, also from that era, is Steve Earle. So I'd probably be the guy. And he, like, makes records and stuff and is nice to people. I don't know that Randy has that reputation. So <laughs> I'll go with Steve Earle, I think. Or Bahamas. Bahamas is one of my favorite Canadian okay. artists. So Okay. Very cool. Dan, you got anything else? No, I think that's it. I know. This was a lot of fun. Devin, thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting with us today. Thanks for being one of the pals. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It was a good one. It was fun. If you made it to us, we appreciate you. Stay tuned for more. And other than that, we'll see you next week, guys. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. I got alone no one thing. And I...